welcome back. It's Seasons, A Year of Movies. <laughs> We're here to continue talking about Star Wars. I am Emma. I'm Jacob. And this week we watched Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. The, the second the second one. And supposedly the best one. Yes, <laughs> yes, we uh, we are not so uh, we're not in agreement with that statement uh, as much, but I think it'll be interesting to talk about due to its kind of place uh, in the public perception of Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. As well as being, uh, I mean, we'll get into this later, but the most memed. Oh, I mean, of the original <laughs> trilogy. It's kind of hard to compete with <laughs> yes. the prequels at this point. Yeah, so, yeah, prequels yeah. are pulling ahead. Prequels are. <laughs> Yeah, I think any one of them has more memes than any <laughs> any other Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, well, we want to talk about likes and yikes. Likes and yikes! And I'm going to start. Uh, so uh, my like is there's a little bit uh, at the very beginning of the movie, and I'm sure there's other things that I didn't think about, where C-3PO and R2-D2 are arguing, and uh, C-3PO says, oh, switch off. <laughs> and he's, like, using this, like, robot speak. I mean, like, not literally, but, like, talking about things in robot terms. Mm-hmm. Where I'm saying, like, screw you, whatever. He's like, oh, switch off, yeah. right? I really like that. Apparently, um, so Anthony Daniels uh, did the voice work for, uh, like, the first Clone Wars cartoon. So the two-dimensional one from the guys who did Powerpuff Girls and stuff. Um, and apparently when they sat down to, like, write this, you know, when they, like, gave him the script... It had all, like, terms like that, but, like, human stuff. And he like, swapped it out for, like, circuits and, like, droid oh. things. I just think that's so cool. That's so cute. And I'm thinking about that. Like, who I don't know, like, what the script for Empire Strikes Back. But, like, just that I think... And I think, actually, this is maybe just... Maybe it just extends more broadly to Anthony Daniels' performance <laughs> across these movies. Is even though it's, like, such a silly, like, superfluous character in some ways, there's, like, a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into that performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Okay, so my yikes, uh, I feel like yikes is a little strong. Uh, there are a lot of uh, swipe cuts in this movie. Um, I, I, like, knew there were a lot in the prequels, and there's, like, a few in New Hope, if I'm remembering right. Uh, but there are a ton. It's, like, every, every cut f- when it goes from, you know, like, uh, Leia and Han and crew to Luke and crew. Yes. It's a swipe cut. Or to Vader. Because those are kind of the three moving parts, right? Yeah, there was a bit where we were watching and Jacob was like, man, there's so many swipe cuts after one happened. And literally two seconds later, like, it wasn't even a full scene. It was just kind of like a shot showing where people were. And it was was another (laughs) swipe cut. Yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like, like, I, 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 for some reason, I got thinking about Thor, uh, which has a lot of Dutch angles. Oh, yeah. Um. And I just thought it's, I don't know. I'm just like, like, they're like, I was watching the last bit part of that movie. It was on TV, I think. And I was like, why, why, why the Dutch angle? And that's sort of what I felt is like, not so much like intense dislike, but just sort of bewilderment. Yeah. Like, why, like, why? Mm -hmm. Anyway. So there you go. Uh, What is your yike and your like? Yes. So as we go into this, I was thinking about you know, yikes and likes that are just little things that we kind of want to, like, bring up, make sure that we mention, but then kind of just leave behind and not stress out about too much. Uh, which brings me to my yike, which is, uh, the scene where Han and Leia first kiss. Um, again, you know, a lot can be said, uh, about that and their relationship i personally think that their relationship in this movie is fine um i don't really have any problems with it uh except for in that scene (laughs) um and which uh honestly could be in part due to you know just my personal experiences and stuff um but like i felt intensely uncomfortable with it and i felt like i sensed, you know i sensed that like same discomfort in leia and that could you know easily be me projecting um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's there, though, like, when he says, like, oh, you're trembling, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that could mean a lot of different things, yeah. like, Han, like, and that does not, There you know, are, you know, translate. there are, <laughs> there are a lot of ways in movies to kind of, like, yeah. uh, display, um, you know, a sort of, like, hesitance or playing hard to get or different things, um, you know, to varying degrees of success, I'm not saying <laughs> they're all good or right. fine, yeah. um, 
and there are certainly movies and scenes that are a lot worse than this um however it was you know it bothered me yeah. it was like my least favorite part of the movie yeah 100 percent. i think that's uh super fair yeah anyway my like the totally opposite side the part that brought me just such such pure <laughs> unadulterated joy is puppet yoda <laughs> blessed puppet yoda with yeah. his little scrunchy face as he's like getting real salty with the voice of obi-wan that's um, so good I or, just, yeah his little grumpy face his little grumpy face <laughs> or his little gnarly claws as he's like hanging on to luke's bare shoulders um or just, you know, just the whole part when he's introduced and, like, it's the literal puppet, like, crawling on the ground and, like, beating R2 <laughs> with his cane. Um, just, like, I, I love, you know, the operation of it. Like, it doesn't look old or cheap. It um, doesn't, yeah. It is extremely beautiful <laughs> and good. Yeah. In fact, like, I mean, this is sort of... Maybe this is a tangent we can build off of, but like that's oh, Dagobah. It's it's such a beautiful set. It is. It's so good it's, and so like evocative. Yeah, probably it's like my favorite setting yeah. uh, in the movie. I I love Cloud City. It's... Uh, like, I don't know, I guess, uh, so if we're going to talk like a little bit more, get into general impressions. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, I was, I was trying to think about the cinematography in this movie. Yeah. And I was feeling like weaker on it. Like, not that like, I mean, I don't think Star Wars has, I mean, it, outside of a few moments, um, like the, you know, obviously the like first shot and the, um, you know, the dual sun mm -hmm. shot with Luke and stuff. It, it's not like particularly striking necessarily, um, but I think it's really functional and really like um zips it along and i didn't quite feel the same way with this mm -hmm. but there are also just so many really striking image images mm -hmm. um like i mean actually like the you know the the pit that like luke and vader fight over yes is real good mm -hmm. like that whole and also like there's just a few things where it's like it's just a painting in the background or whatever oh, and I'm like oh, I feel... it looks so Oh, I love, you know, there will be posts on Tumblr with just the collections of all the background paintings. Yeah, if you can ever stumble across those, it yeah. is stunning. Right. Well, also just like the, I mean, yeah. And the, I mean, I think there's a reason like that, uh, and we'll get, this is, we sort of talked about this already, but like, there's a reason this is the movie that this sticks in people's minds mm -hmm. the most. I feel like, like just the Walker scene is just such a striking Yeah image mm -hmm. and it kind of serves in a similar way to like set up the power dynamic mm -hmm. of like even though it you know like maybe doesn't like the walkers maybe don't make the most sense from a logistical <laughs> perspective yeah right? um, yeah yeah even less so in return of the jedi <laughs> anyway oh yeah that's i mean you got the little you got the little they're like the little, the little baby ones yeah. um now one thing i wanted to say kind of about that is because yes I was noticing as, like, there are these super striking images and, like, it's clear, you know, they had a lot more money and they were, like, working yeah, with yeah. a lot more resources. Mm -hmm. um, but it also felt, like, a little more dated than New Hope. Like, it felt like I could see, like, Cloud City is beautiful. Like, all the interiors and stuff, it's beautiful. But, like, it also felt like I'm watching a movie yeah. that, like, was made, you know, and released in 1980. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. whereas, like, New Hope feels a little more timeless and stuff, so that's what I was kind of saying, you know. Yeah, it's it's extremely impressive, um, and right. they were able to do a lot of really cool stuff, um, but it it has this different, fe a different feel to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm also, I guess I, I didn't really think about this this much, um, because I was just trying to think of like outside of these sort of striking moments, like what are what's happening visually, mm -hmm. and like I just thought about the Falcon. Yeah, and like you have, I don't know. There's a way in which the few scenes you are in the Falcon in A New Hope, you're really like there, mm -hmm. and you're sort of like present with the character. And you get a sense of like what the different spaces are used for, and yeah. like for some and for some reason i didn't get even though you spend a lot more time in the falcon in this movie, yeah like a significant yeah. chunk of it is mm -hmm. spent there um at least the han leia stuff right yeah. you don't feel that like 
sense of place quite as much. Yeah, no, I see that. And maybe part of it is that, like, I mean, yeah, you, you know, there's also just less, like, visual density a lot like cloud city is a lot cleaner mm-hmm. than the canteen which like makes sense to be yeah. clear like there's a reason <laughs> it is that way yeah um but i feel like you you get less of a sense of like what these places are yeah and how, what they like purpose they serve mm-hmm. um because like and that's part maybe like there's not any places where people live in this movie except like cloud city i guess but like yeah. even that like for the characters it's transitory yeah. it's a movie that's like just moving it's just clipping along yeah. and like star wars is like that too but there were still i think there were a lot of moments where like you're in a space that is a home yeah and you're sitting like, with someone who's at yeah, home yeah you're in luke's home and like you know you in the, in the falcon it's clear it's like this is where han like spends his time you know right yeah and works and stuff um yeah and, no and I, they play space chess yes they do hey yeah so we were both you know kind of talking about we're a little cooler on this movie than we yeah. were on mm-hmm. new hope um and i'm wondering yeah it's like there's less joy in this movie uh that we took from this movie and maybe it's because there is less joy in this movie um <laughs> Yeah, I and know I'm about just, that. I mean, I'm just thinking about how like a lot of people in this movie are real stressed out. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Like thinking of like two characters who were like such delights in A New Hope, Leia and R two. In this movie, they're just having a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, Leia does have a couple like funny moments, but it also <laughs> is like under stress like I, yeah. I guess i'm thinking of that scene where uh lando lets them go and like yeah. chewie starts choking him out <laughs> yes and, and she says something like really funny but it's also just like there's a there's an intensity and like a bite yeah. to it mm-hmm. that like i think is good like don't yeah. get me wrong but like she doesn't really i mean well yeah we should just get into Leia now. <laughs> she doesn't really get a lot of space, period. Yeah, and she certainly she doesn't does get the not. space to be funny or delightful. Mm-mm. No, yeah. she's like, yeah, it, from minute one, it's like she's stressed out because Han is leaving. Yeah. Um, and then you know, and then Luke is missing, and she's like, oh, she's so sad. There's like a moment where it's um, like the general uh somebody comes to talk to him to say you know that commander skywalker hasn't returned and the general kind of like stops him and like looks over because like leia's listening and i'm just like oh i'm like so sad for leia and i'm also like good on like good on you general (laughs) like just being aware of people being sensitive but yeah she just has like this whole movie she's basically just worried about han luke or Han and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, well, I think that's something that's interesting is that, like, um, I mean, and I guess this is true. Well, no, you know what? That's not true. I was just thinking about, anyway, Leia's, like, motivations are very, like, centric to the other characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, there are moments like that for both Han and Luke. Yeah. Like, obviously, Luke, you know, goes to Cloud City because he cares yeah. about his friends yeah right? and like han like at the beginning of the movie like goes out into the storm like to find right luke. yeah so like there's um, the, i think one thing i think that's really great is you do get the sense of this this core group like really caring about each other yes. and looking out for each other in a way yeah. that feels like very good and, and mm-hmm. genuine um but also like leia doesn't really have anything outside like han yeah. is trying to like pay off his debt to you know, Jabba, mm-hmm. and, like, working and he's on that. like, you know, kind of dealing with Lando. And... Right. And then Luke is, like, trying to be a Jedi and, and like, train and, and stuff. Um, but neither Leia... I mean, Leia does not get, uh, like, sort of anything else, really. Yeah. Besides, like, the immediate survival, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, other characters. Yeah, and I think, like, there are some like interesting moments to that like when she senses luke like at the end is after he's hanging off the bottom of cloud city and like that has a lot of really powerful implications you know for uh her status um you know in the force and everything um that's like a really good bit there's like a really like there's a delightful scene i love that was actually cut uh you can find it somewhere on the internet 
um, where she just kind of goes off ranting to Luke about, like, how Han's being an idiot and how he's, like, leaving, um, and how she, like, feels hurt and abandoned by that. So there are, like, really good things to be had. Yeah, like, for in sure. re- relationship with other characters, I think that's something we, like, judge female characters for. It's like, oh, all, all they care, you know, they only get, to, you know, right. shown in yeah. their relationships with others. And that in itself is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I just wish there was more. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I mean, I think, like, this isn't, like, she still has agency mm-hmm. um, in this movie. But I, I do feel like it's it's less pronounced than A New Hope, which is weird because yeah. that's the one where she's damseled, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, but that doesn't mean she doesn't she does do like tremendously courageous things mm-hmm. and does like you know actively like contribute. It never. I don't think you know she doesn't feel like not a complete human. Yeah. But you don't. I guess you don't feel like you see some of the other shades of complexity there mm-hmm. in the way that you do get to see with Han and Luke. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, like in those two for much at least of those two cent of the two central storylines like those are the characters you're invested in yeah um and who like get to like act and do stuff and that's even like you know as i mean yeah in in the romance which i think like most of works pretty Mm -hmm. well yeah it's still very much like han is the is the like go-getter and it's like oh you're in love with me and like leia's too stubborn or too (laughs) you know yeah like whatever to admit it and that's like I think it's a fun dynamic, but it also, like, is a gendered one. And one that, yeah. like, you know, plays to negative effect in the scene we talked about earlier. Yeah, I think there's, there's like, a little tiny scene that we both loved. Um, yeah. Where, uh, you know, I can't, I can't even remember where exactly it is. It's, like, um, well, it's in the Millennium Falcon cockpit, yeah, right? It's in, it's in the cockpit, um, and Han was like, look, I did something right. <laughs> yeah. um, and she's like, yeah, you have your moments. And, like, she's, like, smiling. And then she, like, gives him a little kiss on the cheek. And Han is like, ooh. <laughs> like, you know, he's, yeah. like, real, like, happy about that um, stuff. And it's just, like, a real cute, like, sweet moment. Yeah, that's um, a really... I, I, wish, I, I wish there were more beats like that in the movie. Yeah. I think, I think, I, I guess the infamous, like, I know moment mm-hmm. is, like, kind of similar. Like that like in a weird way like they both show each other a lot of tenderness in that scene yeah um yeah i think there's a reason like yeah even though i think we're um, a whole like a bit cooler sort of on this romance than maybe the average person is <laughs> there's still a lot about it that that works and like how much of the dynamics ever communicated very subtly mm-hmm. uh i want to talk about you old smoothie <laughs> <laughs> you old smoothie <laughs> yeah so okay yeah yeah there well i mean so I don't know if there's anything else to really say there, but there's this part where Lando's just, you know, like thinks Leia's really cute, really beautiful. And so, you know, he kisses her hand and then like, um, like sort of like grabs her, like takes her away. He's like, oh, you old smoothie, like referring to, and I think that's so good. Like, it's such a weird turn of phrase, yeah. but it's also like sets up like their relationship really mm-hmm. well. I think that like, yeah, like again, like there's a lot of really smart characterization going on in this movie. Yeah. Um, Lando's also real good. Lando is real good. I mean, he's not in the movie for very long. Yeah. Uh, but it's like you know exactly like who he is. Yeah. Um, and like you know his motivations and like that he's like trying to do the right thing, but yeah. it's like it's kind of yeah he kind of sets up um, you know in movies that are about like you know light and dark um and stuff he kind of shows like how the average person has to just kind of deal uh, right. in these in-between spaces. Like. Yeah. Well, I think that's maybe an example of how, uh, like, the original trilogy's, like, depiction of fascism is, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe not nuanced, but, like, a little bit more nuanced yeah. than, like, that sort of there's this average terror because they, like, want to stay under the notice of the Empire. They're not a big operation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if the Empire comes knocking then, like, they have, like, you know, can do basically nothing. Yeah. Right? And that's, I think, like, a good dynamic. And I think that, like, his change to, like, seeing that he should, like, resist yeah. is is really strong and really well communicated. Mm-hmm. I also, I love, I just love the moment where he, like, just gets on the intercom, like, for the whole city. And he's like, hey, everybody, the Empire's coming. You should get out of here. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know that there's much to say about that, but it shows that, like, he really does care about uh, these yeah. people. And, like, Hans kind of gives him a hard time or being like, oh, you sound like, uh, you know. A businessman, like, yeah. Yeah, a businessman or, you know, he's, like, you know, invested, like, in the government. But it's not, you know, I think a lot of times uh, people, and it isn't just in these movies, you know, people can latch on, like, to characters and kind of give them these more individualist, individualistic streaks. Yeah. Uh, than they actually have. Um, right. Yeah, that's and, definitely true. Yeah, and so Lando is not just like this, you know, smooth, you know, con man, old smoothie. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he's just, he's, again, Star Wars is about people trying to do their best. <laughs> uh, and yeah. he, like, wants to, he wants to, like, right his wrongs and also, like, make sure that his people, like, get to safety. Yeah, well, I think, I think you sort of see, like, you get the feeling of that past though mm-hmm. you know particularly like uh we really we talked about we really liked how um when the <laughs> hyperdrive doesn't work yeah. both han and lando were like it's not my fault it's like yeah. i didn't do anything wrong i think that's like so it's really funny but it also sort of like ties them together it does in a way that's like really really smart yeah it ties like good. them to the falcon and to like their past together right yeah um but yeah, so you still, I feel like yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on with Lando that that feels um like evocative, even though he's only in the movie for like forty minutes or mm-hmm. whatever it ends up being. His scenes with Vader are also really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh should we talk about Vader? Yeah. Now let's talk let's talk about like Our sassy boy. Our sassy boy. Yeah, okay, so one thing uh we talked about before recording is that uh anakin skywalker is extremely extra oh yeah um and like <laughs> like that's I, so i had forgotten how much of this movie is like the internal politics yeah of mm-hmm. the empire sort of centered around vader but like also involving like these admirals and lieutenants and stuff and uh like him choking out that one dude and being <laughs> like apologies accepted <laughs> you know yeah is like so um it's like mega corny, you know? Yeah, well, it's clear because in New Hope, Grand Moff Tarkin was like holding Vader back um, and kind of like dealing uh, with the tension between like his officers and Vader. Right, um, yeah. But now that he's gone, got all blown up, it's like <laughs> Vader has kind of like been put in charge, you know, and he's like, everybody's like Lord Vader um yeah. and stuff and so he's just like doing whatever he wants yeah. uh which is you know yeah making real corny lines and choking everybody out like yeah lots of people. Uh, lots of people um and everybody's just in in new hope like you know some people were like clearly kind of afraid of him but some people like were really disdainful of him um but in this movie everybody's just terrified yeah and just like right. trying to behave uh while their like colleagues are yeah. getting murdered like next to them yeah i think yeah i mean even i don't know there's something interesting about that too that you sort of see this like internal stuff and like the, the you know these people who are like obviously like really bad you know mm-hmm. have names and like have goals and wants and like are human people yeah who get like also sort of trampled by the, the machinery that they're complicit in <laughs> is like kind of interesting and i don't think that any other movie in this series really gets into that mm-hmm. like this is the only one that like has a spends a lot of time yeah with like with various the empire yeah, yeah like lots of different officers right um, yeah yeah it's not just like what like a face like a, there's usually right. like a single face to it yeah um but this one, yeah, has lots of different people, like, interacting right. with each other. Yeah, and, like, the only dynamic like that I think of Return of the Jedi is, like, you know, Vader and the Emperor. Yeah. Right. Which is also, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about it. But it's interesting because Vader's the lackey again in yes. that movie. As yes, opposed to being, like, the, the rogue agent, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so speaking of Vader, I kind of want to talk about, uh, this is something that is present in A New Hope that I don't think we really talked about when we talked about it. Um, but the sort of man versus machine mm, yeah. dynamic that's like layered uh, throughout. So the most obvious example of this in A New Hope is that Luke turns off his targeting computer. Yes. There's a sense that like this connection to like 
machines telling us how things should work and how like that that is um detrimental or sort of destructive to Mm -hmm. like the mind or like the true nature yes and it's also interesting that like in this movie you know the jedi masters on dagobah which is like just this like this like infested planet basically it's just like dense with life well when he's coming when they're coming up on the planet you know it's like luke's reading the the specs or whatever right um and he's talking about he's scanning it and he's like there's like no signs of technology or civilization but there's huge life ratings yeah right Mm -hmm. and so that to me that kind of implies that you know because obviously like yoda is there but it's the force is super strong and highly present on this planet um and that seems to be kind of drawing this connection um which yoda does like explicitly yoda talks about how like Mm -hmm. life comes from the force and like it binds us to everything um however i think that's where maybe the distinction between like you know the force is like with nature and man and not in technology um kind of breaks down yeah because yoda says you know when they're trying when the ship sinks into the swamp and yoda's like you just like need to use the force and like the force is connected like to that ship right Um, yeah for sure and it's like everything you know the force is in everything um and it's kind of it depends on like how we use it yeah um well i mean it's something that's interesting is that like i really wish i I don't know i don't know if there's like space for it but i think about how like you know, C-3PO and R2-D2 mm-hmm. are just treated as humans yeah. by the movie and by the characters for the most part. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily droids in general, but, like, those two mm-hmm. are always just, like, treated as, like, humans. Yes. Um, And that is, like, really interesting and maybe implies something interesting about the Force and sentience. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever read... Did you ever find out, like... Anyway... Th- there was a, I don't know if it was recently, but George Lucas had an interview with somebody and someone asked him like what his plan was for like seven, eight, nine. Uh, I think, the chance. I think I maybe saw this at one point, but yeah. remind us all. I don't know if this is an old interview or a new one, but basically uh, what it was about was like, um, about the wills, which are like yeah. these like, uh, like you know, sort of inside midichlorians or whatever <laughs> are, like, things that run the Force and sort of control it. And so I think, yeah, there's, like, this interesting implication that, like, the Force has sort of wills of its yeah. own, like, and not in the, you know, not W-H-I, <laughs> but W-I-L-L. Yes. Like, um, that there's sort of grants, like, sentience or control to, like, different things. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, I feel like that's really fascinating and, like, there could be an interesting dynamic between people who do believe in the Force and don't, that, like, how they treat objects and, like, how that stuff works, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really get into that yeah. that much. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, we can extrapolate a little bit from our conversation uh, about New Hope, where we were talking about um, control. Yeah. And how, you know, there's all this concern about, like, power as control uh, and stuff. And thinking right. about uh yeah there are these huge differences um in how like the different sides use technology right specifically thinking about the empire and they have you know the huge walkers um and their like base you know that we see vader sitting in you know all the time like his little black egg right yeah um, and stuff where it's like a good image this very um like the machinery like feels very impressive and powerful but also cold yeah like it's lacking kind of this life that you know yoda talks about being in ships you know well it's also something that's i didn't even yeah this is Mm -hmm. really interesting because the rebellion both on uh, yavin 4 Mm -hmm. and on hoth Mm -hmm. like their bases are sort of part of the environment like there's the like vines and stuff are growing up the temples and like in hoth it's like snow is everywhere yeah it's like kind of underground like built into right into and so there's like this implication of like like sort of symbolic like connection to nature Mm -hmm. right that's obviously like sort of explore and then like i think it's we sort of talked about this briefly before we started recording but like cloud city is like this place like completely removed from nature and dagobah 
is like nature <laughs> itself almost. Yes. And so like the fact that like Luke goes to Cloud City and faces Vader there and fails, mm -hmm. like feels sort of like yeah, you know, oh. poignant right in that way. Mm -hmm. I I guess it's sort of the question is like I think so I guess we've sort of gone over this and like it seems like these movies are really smart about how they sort of place these little threads of this yeah. stuff in there but like what is it saying ultimately yeah. about <laughs> any of this and is it like like is it it's fairy taleish and vague mm -hmm. and like is that good or bad like what yeah do you, what do you think that is you no know? i think it's exactly like you know saying it doesn't come out and say any of these things but like the imagery is there like it's making these connections and it allows yeah. different people to like is extrapolate different things from it yeah um which yeah again kind of makes it like more universal um and stuff and i think also like i think there's you know something something to be said about kind of coming together on like you know consensus and like you know kind of teasing out like what what is a text like saying you know like um right, but yeah. i think also a lot of enjoyment from media um especially you know um when it's a little more fun uh like star wars and stuff is like right. a lot of the enjoyment comes from like what do you bring to you to it what do you see in it yeah i guess i guess that's true i just am thinking about like um I just worry, you know, Star Wars is such a tremendous, like, pop culture phenomenon. And I think um, the optimistic part of me is, like, it's because it's resonant in some, like, deep mm -hmm. way. That, like, the the story it's telling, like, um, you know, brings us hope and, like, gives us something, like, that maybe we're lacking in our current culture or, like, is, you know, there and we're, you know, sort of experienced. I mean, it's, like, there, but, like, we need more of. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the pessimistic side of me is, like, it's because um, it's vague. And, like, yeah. you can just read whatever you want into mm -hmm. it. And so, like, you know, like, I, I guess, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. But, like, can, you know, could a fascist watch Star Wars <laughs> and feel like they were the good guys? Yeah. Right? And I'm not sure. I mean, I, the, yeah, the optimist in me is, like, no, they, yeah. they couldn't. Like, this movie but, is like, clear. I've, I've seen those people. Yeah. They exist. Yeah, there are a lot of people who are who are who have a uh, cop souls to borrow parlance from Jack Kerouac, um, but uh, but you know, uh, like Star Wars, you know, mm -hmm. and like, and I think it's it's easy to say like, oh, you know, they're not reading it correctly, or mm -hmm. but I'm I'm sort of skeptical yeah. of like that line of thinking, right? Perhaps we as a society and as individuals just give star wars too much power and that's probably true <laughs> and yeah. these different readings uh would not be such a big deal yeah um, i think that's that's probably true yeah yeah i also think like i i do think in general we're i don't um i feel like we this is getting into like very political stuff and i guess this is maybe just something coming from my education like as you know i'm mm -hmm. i'm a humanities major studying like uh german literature but also humanities in general um I, you know done a lot of stuff with film and like uh different things and so um like i sort of believe that like media literacy is really important mm -hmm. and that you know the that like high school education does not do enough to like actually really teach people how to like be media literate in, yeah like the modern worlds especially like not i'm not saying that like we shouldn't read shakespeare or like charles dickens or whatever in yeah. high school like i think that can be really valuable but i think about like we're teaching people to read only very particular kinds of texts yeah and then like not teaching them how to read other things or like mm -hmm. read like the tv shows they're watching or yeah. whatever right as i think that is like i guess for me like because i'm <laughs> obsessed with this stuff that's like a serious moral problem yeah um but yeah, so part of me is like, like that's why, mm -hmm. you know, people can sort of do whatever with Star Wars. But it's also like, yeah, but like the company, you know, that owns it also indulges it. And this is, you know, true before pre Disney owning Star Wars too. That like, yeah, I had and have like Stormtrooper and Darth Vader T-shirts, right? Yeah, and it's like, like I get that it's you know associated with the brand Star Wars, mm -hmm. but there's also like, there's an ideology there, and yeah. I had people like straight up tell me in high school was like yeah the sith are cooler than the jedi and like yeah. cooler like whatever yeah but like 
what did, you know mm-hmm. what does that mean yeah I but saw also some... i guess the jedi suck too that's, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah i think you are super right <laughs> um yeah yeah and there's like a lot you know yeah, there's just a lot of discussion to be had in the way that, like, people perceive and, like, use Star Wars um, as, like, a way to operate in yeah. the world. Right. Um, and so, as I once did. Yes. As a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but I think maybe we can dive into that, go back to the idea that a lot of people say this this is the best Star Wars movie. Um and you know the most complex and interesting um and mo- best well done and i'm wondering like what that has to say you know about like the way that we see star wars cuz neither of us would say that this is the best star wars movie no i um, also don't think it it is i mean i'm actually warmed on it as we've been talking about it yeah um but i i think people sort of like it's more complex and i don't really see that it's <laughs> just like like the bad guys win this time <laughs> yeah you know like and yeah i don't i don't really feel like it's doing anything thematically like it's expanding on things i think in interesting ways and Mm -hmm. i don't think it's i don't think it's weightless right yeah um but i certainly don't think it's more complex yeah but i think that's a really interesting question like what what does that say about us that like this is the like the star wars movie Mm -hmm. um i think maybe part of it um so like my dad and I were actually talking about this, and this is his favorite Star Wars movie. He saw it when he was, like, 17, yeah. you know? Um, and he talked about how, like, you know, Yoda being a Jedi was, like, a weird... Because, you know, you, you didn't know, like, all the stuff that we sort of absorbed into pop culture about Jedi. You know, he didn't know. Yeah. Right? And so, like, Yoda, like, being this weird, like, forest creature who's just, like, rambling and, like, cracking, like, dumb jokes mm-hmm. is, like, I am the you know jedi master <laughs> right uh was like genuinely surprising and obviously like vader mm-hmm. actually we should talk about the moment uh <laughs> later but like vader being luke's dad you know is like so shocking mm-hmm. and so um that i feel like part of it is just that this movie like is the one that really like nails down what star wars is and what it was going yeah. to be in the future yeah it's true. right and, like, maybe that's kind of an insular way of talking about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think A New Hope, like, that's something about A New Hope is it like, the it leaves the door open. Yeah. There's a whole universe of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Empire starts to close the door. Yeah, that's true. That's really interesting. Because, yeah, the way, like, Star Wars is, like, about family. Like, particularly yeah. this one family. But yes. literally none of that is a new hope, right? No. Like, that happens because of Empire. And literally because of, like, the last ten minutes of Empire. Right. right? Although um, it, it is sort of there because, like, you spend a lot of time with Vader. Yeah, you know, it's true. Like, it matters because, yeah, it's not like, why do I care here, <laughs> you know? Right, uh, yeah. It's not unearned, I don't think. No, it's um, definitely not. It's But... Yeah. But it is, it's so, it's interesting that, like, this single moment in this movie, like, this is where it begins. And that's yeah. where kind of the rest of everything else falls into place. Yeah. Like, the reason why we're like, who are Ray's parents? And, like, why we spent, like, three years, like, freaking out about that and still freaking oh, out yeah, about and it. and about Snoke. I, is, yeah, I the reason why all of those things happen is, like, because of this movie. Yeah. But I also think, like the way this movie ties back to i mean we'll see i'm curious well again we'll talk we'll get to the prequels mm-hmm. uh i don't want to like but like i was just thinking about how like the first movie um like literally like a new hope is like about finding ways to resist and finding like a group of people that are like-minded mm-hmm. and like believing and like in yourself and finding your identity mm-hmm. right like that's luke's journey in that movie yeah and then like at the end of empire strikes back like it's not destroyed, but it is dealt a massive wound. Yes. Like his sense of self, mm-hmm. his like promise, you know, that like he will become a Jedi like his father. Yeah. Right? It's just like wrecked. Mm-hmm. And I think that like is really resonant. As I think yeah. like about things that I've been through, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there were lots of things that I believed were good and believed were um like things that did good. And like you know, in many ways, actively do good in my own life. But then as I've gotten older, 
I've seen the way those things have fallen apart as, as I've learned new things and understood more about the world. Mm-hmm. They like, and it, the thing is, it's, you know, like Vader didn't betray Luke. Yeah. He just was his father. Yes. Like there's, you know, but like that moment feels like a betrayal. It yeah. feels like something about the world was, was, is, is wrong, but once was right. In yes. Your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's why people see this movie as more complex. Uh, not because I don't think it does anything particularly to like, like do deeper dives into anything or right. like specifically yeah. like more philosoph philosophical or anything. But I think it's just like uh, the natural progression of these characters' lives, right? Yeah. Except like the relationships are deeper because they've been hanging out, like <laughs> right, eat- yeah. eating in the cafeteria, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> under the snow at Hoth. Um, or it's because you know Luke has gotten older and he's like more sure of himself. Um, yeah. And stuff, even, and then, like you said, like, his whole perception of how things were and, like, had been is destroyed, right? And so I think, yeah, maybe it is more complex, but only in the way that, like, each of our own lives gets more complex as yeah. we get older. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the thing is, I, I guess I feel like, I guess, like, what I was thinking earlier is that, you know, Vader is not less evil, mm-hmm. right? And, like you know, the, the rebellion isn't less good because of anything yeah. that happens in this movie. There's not, like, this sort of reveal that, like, something... The rebellion is doing, like, something extra shady or, or yeah. something, right? Um, which is not, not that I want there to be, necessarily, <laughs> but, like... Um, but just that... Yeah, but I think that that's sort of... There is, like, kind of a psychological complexity mm-hmm. uh, that maybe people are tuning into. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, I don't know, I wonder if, I think there's things about this, and we, you know, we've talked about this multiple times in the podcast, that just feels sort of universal, mm-hmm. that like, feel like, yeah, like, I'm, you know, when I was talking earlier about Vader being Luke's dad, like, I have not had an experience that is like that, like, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure my dad is not a mass murderer, Yeah. Um, but, like, I was able to sort of extrapolate it onto other experiences I've had with, like, institutions and, like, mm-hmm. things like yeah. that, where it's, and so, yeah, maybe that, I don't know. That is like compelling and and beautiful in in a certain kind of way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. But I think it's yeah. It's also. I don't know. This might be a discourse we're getting into, but I'm thinking <laughs> about like how much Harry Potter is used as a political analog. Mm, yeah. And like how troubling that is, particularly since like I mean, not that Star Wars is coherent, mm-hmm. but I think like Harry Potter is even less coherent, <laughs> <laughs> right? In terms of like how it frames its politics and like yeah. you know, um. So I I don't know. I don't know if I have, like, concrete thoughts, but I think it's... I find, like, Star Wars both beautiful and, like, fulfilling and profound and deeply troubling. And, mm-hmm. and you know... Yeah. And I, I guess it can it can be both. Yeah. As a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, this might... I think that kind of speaks to um, the reasons why, like, people get highly involved, like, in fandoms. Um, yeah. Or, like, connecting two things is not necessarily you know because of their political discussions you know or systems but because of the characters yeah that's definitely true um and stuff and i think yeah i wanted to kind of shift this discussion to luke specifically um yeah and how like these movies continue to set up um like to give us a hero that is not like this traditional um hyper masculine you know, person, yeah. we talked a lot about that um, last time with New Hope, yeah. but, like, seeing, yeah, I just think, like, the moment, you know, the moment <laughs> when he finds out that right. Vader is his father, and he's, like, screaming and, like, ugly crying, yeah. right, and stuff, <laughs> right, and, yeah. like, yeah, I've been with, like, plenty of people who are, like, I hate this scene, because, like, his face is so gross. Um, yeah, that's true. And... I. Okay, keep going. Sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, and it's just like, just like let him be sad. <laughs> like, yeah, let him be real upset. I wonder, like, how much of that is modern. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I, there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter lately about Luke's masculinity, about sort of him as a masculine hero mm-hmm. and as a as like a warrior figure, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I wonder, like, how much of that is framed by like, uh, people looking back at yeah. Star Wars because, like, I, I, I don't. Like, I don't really know, like, how did Luke play mm-hmm. to the audience in 1980? Yeah. You know? That's interesting. 
Right. I, I don't like I get like yeah, that's not like that doesn't invalidate like anything you've been saying. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think people are uncomfortable with like is I I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say like Mark Hamill's not good in these movies. Wrong. And like he is good. He like there he is very I mean like you know, it's I don't know if he like I don't want to say it like Oscar winning performance because mm-hmm. that's a weird metric to use for good performances. <laughs> Amy Adams was robbed. Anyway, <gasps> um, Do not talk to me about Amy Adams. I will fight every single person on this earth. Right. But um, oh, also, you know who's robbed? One. Michael B. Jordan was robbed. Oh, true. Creed is such true. a good movie. Creed is a very good movie. Anyway, it's um, fine. Um, but like. <laughs> But yeah, I do think people are now are sort of uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that. But it's yeah. also like, were, were people back then? I, guess I, think, I, could talk to my I dad think it's about. fair. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see what your dad would have to say. I think it is fair, though, because there's even there's stuff in this movie that kind of speaks to that. Um, yeah. Where Luke is looking for Yoda. Yeah. And he like when he meets him, but doesn't know who he is. He's like, I'm looking for a great warrior. Right. And he like has these expectations of yeah. like who a Jedi master is supposed to be and like who because he ostensibly like wants to become that right he's training he wants to find yoda to train like to become a jedi um and he's like looking for something you know that like it has a very particular mindset about that yeah and so i think it is fair to you know that there probably was some of that yeah no Um, it's definitely a threat in the movie i think that that's fair i also that's something that's interesting that i didn't think about um, so we spent a lot of time last time talking about like control and sort of how being a Jedi is letting go of control. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Yoda reinforces. Yes. Is that he's like, you know, Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Yes. Right. Never for attack. And I think that's like really interesting. There's this curious dynamic in, you know, all three of these movies where mm-hmm. the Je- being a Jedi is about letting go. Yeah. right is about like holding back mm-hmm. um and like you see that in you know like a new hope when luke like turns up talking targeting computer right i think mm-hmm. is an example of like sort of pa- being passive like accepting the situation not trying to alter it yeah right but then like luke <laughs> shoots torpedoes and blows up a space station with like yeah you know who knows how many people on it right mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that i'm not trying to be like <laughs> like it's probably good the Death Star got blown up. Yes. You know, I'm not trying to get into, like, your frame it as, like, necessarily morally complex in a way that I don't think the movie or, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, real life would allow for. Yeah, but, but there has to be a balance. Right, but I think that's something, I don't know, like, I don't know if the movie is, like, is it incoherent in the way it frames violence or is it just mm. complex? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is one of, this is like the thing about, and stuff, and we haven't like gotten really, this comes up a lot in the prequels and stuff, talking about how there has to be a balance in the force, right? Right. But if there really was a balance, like, you know, it's like, that implies that like the good and the evil have to exist. Right. Um, right. Yeah. When they, you know, when they actively, you know, we want to destroy the Death Star, right? We like need right. to get rid of the Emperor and stuff. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it is, yeah, I don't know that it like, I I think it is complex. Maybe the way that the movies present it is a little con- incoherent. Um, but I think yeah. there is kind of this, I think it is complex in the way that like yeah. well, real also, life operates. Right. Well, there's also the fact that like these are movies that, I mean, even though there was sort of one dude you know, like, producing all of them, mm-hmm. right, uh, who was, like, there. Like, these are movies that, you know, were developed in very different times by different crews, like, especially the prequels, yeah. right? And so I don't necessarily want to try and, like, make the Force, like, and everything involved with it entirely <laughs> make sense over this, yeah. like, but I think it is kind of interesting to mm-hmm. explore yeah. that. Yeah, but I right. think, yeah, that, like... yeah. That balance is both, like, present and also disregarded, I think, right, in all yeah. of the movies. Right. Well, also the balance of the Force, like, I I don't know if that's supposed to be a real thing. In the yeah. Papers. Like, that's also, like, yeah. is this some foolish belief of the Jedi? Yes. You know? They are indeed foolish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Man, I, yeah, now I'm having thoughts about Attack of the Clones. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which we will be watching. Not very quite. Yeah, quite very soon. soon. Uh, just a reminder: we 
are watching uh, these movies in a somewhat different order. Yeah. Uh, so we will not be watching Return of the Jedi next. No. We will unfortunately, not no. <laughs> um, we will be going to jumping to the prequels, so we will be able to talk about this stuff uh, more in depth quite soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's about all from us. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good too. So next week, yeah, as said, we'll be watching uh, the Phantom Menace. Oh so boy! Watch along. Uh, you're welcome you to watch, but you, you don't. <laughs> you don't have to. Let's let's try let's try i'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay i i do not suspect i will come out of phantom menace <laughs> thinking differently about it yes um but i want to at least just like give it a fair shake I'm, I'm gonna try my best i'm to sure do i will have a like for our oh likes. yeah there will for our likes like. and yikes there will definitely be a like no no question about that anyway that's all i can promise uh you can find me on twitter at jacob.benfell um, I also write things about uh, video games mostly, but sometimes movies on graceofthemachine.wordpress.com. Uh, I wrote a piece that, well, once this is up, it'll have been a couple days ago, uh, but about where the water tastes like wine in America. And uh, it's all right. You can read that if you want. Uh, where can people find you, Emma? Yeah, so I am on Twitter at U of Wales, W H Wales. Um, and also, you can find the both of us. You can find our podcast account on Twitter at Seasons Movie Pod. Um, we also have an email I forgot to mention last time. Our email is seasonspod at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up at either of those or both of those. Um, I know we're just getting things started, um, but it'd be fun to kind of interact with y'all um, and see how you're liking the podcast, what you're thinking of so far. Um, if you hate any of our takes, you know, we're, I, we're not here to argue, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're interested uh, yeah. to see what other people say. Yeah. And you can also ask us questions mm -hmm. at either of those. Uh, we should do, we should do like a mailbag thing for the last episode. Oh, that would yes. be cool. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, so we are hosted and supported, uh, by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com. You can support on Patreon slash abnormal mapping uh anyway abnormal mapping does a lot of podcasts but the main one is called abnormal mapping and they play one video game a month it's really uh very good they play like older stuff so like stuff you might not have heard of uh, before but yeah it's anyway if you like the stuff we do on this podcast which is like overthinking pop culture and <laughs> complaining about it but also like taking it seriously um i'm sure you will enjoy like any of the things they do Anyway, but thank you all very much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time after we watch Phantom Menace. Yes, if we are still alive we'll, to tell the tale. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll absolutely be fine. <laughs>